1: Well, I've been waiting for this moment since the last episode. This week on the Story Song Podcast.
2: Hey,
3: everybody, welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oakes. And I'm Michael Gazelle. This episode, we go into episode three in our mini-series of The Summer of Symbolism, mm-hmm. as we're talking about Phil Collins' In the Air Tonight.
0: Tonight, we're going to talk about it.
3: I mean, this is one of the classic, seems like so. there's a lot going on in this song, but then also, I don't really understand what's going on in this song. Right. And then there's like a great urban legend about it, because as all things that people are like, well this like has some symbolism and poetry to it. So I'm going to take the most literal interpretation <laughs> possible cuz I have yep. zero imagination, but I'm sure we're going to well, we'll talk about that. Michael, yes. Once again, this segment in this particular mini series difficult to do, <laughs> but I'm going to turn to you now. And in, in the the best that you can, please tell us what this symbolic story song What's going on with it? So here's what I think, and you guys feel free to
1: jump in and tell me I'm completely wrong.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: I was going to run to the bathroom, but go go, go ahead. (laughs) I'm totally checked out during this point.
1: Okay. I mean, I kind of am
2: too.
3: (laughs) (laughs) uh, Michael's in this with AI right now. uh, (laughs) This is an AI voice is explaining this.
1: (laughs) So with the backdrop of very ominous music, Mm -hmm. a man will call... Phil sure tells us that something's about to happen there's something in the air mm-hmm, he yep. seems pretty psyched for it but it seems like and I'm only picking this up through context clues that we should not be psyched for it
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
3: that's a good point I haven't thought about that he's excited about it yeah he's I mean it's sort it. of a like but in sort of like a super uh I mean like a what's was like a yeah like a super villain way
2: right yeah, yeah. like
3: he's like he there's some horrible thing coming. And yeah. he's finally going to get his revenge. Yeah. But we, the listener, should be very worried about the thing that's coming. Yeah, at yeah. some
0: point he's going to say, ha."
1: <laughs> Throughout the song, he's talking to someone that he knows, but this person doesn't remember him. But this person seems to have done something bad, presumably to Phil. And it seems like the person that he's talking to also should not be psyched for what's going to happen that night. Mm-hmm. In fact, the person he's talking to
3: should be less psyched than the rest of us.
0: Yeah. Okay. Almost not psyched at all. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Like double Dutch not psyched. Yeah. About. Like <laughs> super duper not psyched. Like on a meter, it would be on NP for not psyched. Not psyched mm-hmm. at all. But like the most not psyched. Like, yeah. And like the meter is like a little bit past it. You know, like when you're, if you've ever been on E and then it goes a little past yeah. E. Yeah. On your gas gauge.
0: <laughs> yeah. Really pushing like, that I, NP.
3: You're like, I can run out of gas at any
1: second. <laughs> it's like your car saying, like, what are you doing, buddy? Come on.
0: <laughs> we all we both know where this is going.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's in the air
3: tonight. The song is in the air tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, I, that, was that was awesome. Was... That was a that was a total like fifth grade book report of. And that <laughs> is in the air tonight. And that is what I did with my
1: summer vacation. <laughs> The other thing that In the Air Tonight could be about is mm-hmm. when the entire northeast sky turns orange. So maybe it's about that. Who knows? Oh, I mean, sure. you are dating when this episode was recorded, but yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like <laughs> we have we'll been thinking yeah. about this all summer.
3: I'm just saying, just recently, yeah, we had some stuff in the air. Oh, that yeah. Was, um, that was
0: fun. You could literally fun. feel it in the air that night. I was in Times Square in the middle mm. of it, and let me tell you, yeah. I've played enough post-apocalyptic video games <laughs> that I was ready to go. <laughs> I was like, I've got my go bag under my desk. Right. Yep. This is happening.
1: Right. All I got to do
3: is scrap some aluminum cans. and.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Rachel's like, I'm not saying I shot mutants, but I'm just saying I was ready. I was, I was ready. Scared. Yes. to go. Yes. That's all. That's all I'm
0: saying. I gather a bunch of bottle caps real quick.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that is the nerdiest conversation ever. I love it.
0: Not on this podcast.
1: Well, nerdiest conversation so far this episode.
0: Oh, yeah. That's true.
1: It'll get nerdier.
0: I can feel it coming in the air tonight.
2: Oh,
1: Before we get into it, can we just just address the elephant in the room? How awful is the percussion in this song? Like it is so. Uh, I mean, an- <laughs> bland
0: enough already
1: pedestrian can i say pedestrian it's just oh like not it's yes. just like regular doing? like, like regular drums
0: that's it like Nothing's so gonna boring surprise you so boring right but the beginning synths are great Love it. <laughs> uh no that that this is i feel like we've we've definitely talked about this before but the um beginning of this song sets the mood so well the instrumental right. sets the mood of the song so so well and it goes on for a while.
1: Yes. Yeah. There's that that slight percussion, and there's like a little bit. It, is it like this weird kind of muted way in the distance kind of guitar
3: sound? Mm-hmm. There's like a harshness to it, but not. Yeah, it sounds sort of airy. Yeah. Yeah. And like and like um, in the air. Yeah. But like, but really, like in the air, like it's it's it it almost feels like a like a fog that's like floating in, mm-hmm. you know, just sort of slowly, creepily, and you're like the summer on with that fog. But also, I don't know what I mean. I don't really know what to do with a about a fog other <laughs> yeah. than just like kind of let it happen because
2: you I'm really can't mesmerized stop it. By it.
3: Yeah, and just the fact that the instrumentation
1: sort of fades in, as opposed to like it doesn't have a a definitive start. There is. Mm-hmm a fade in of the volume of the song that makes it feel
3: like it's approaching. Yes. Well, and that's sort of, yeah. And that gives it the, the ominous tone too of there's something coming. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's literally nothing you can do to, to stop it. Right. Like it's, it's, I mean, you could hit fast forward, but it would say we just come faster. Oh, that's true. (laughs) I'm saying, yeah, yeah. So, um, like, no, yeah, it, but it's like, it, it's, it's a, it's a weird resigned sort of feeling mm-hmm. of like inevitable feeling. It's really kind of, I mean, this song really has a lot in common with the book. There's a monster at the end of this book. I hadn't, hadn't thought about it <laughs> until this moment, but no matter what you do, you're going to get to the end of the book right. and then there's going to be a monster at the end of the book. Yep. Skip ahead 30 seconds, but spoiler Screw up. Here's the monster. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but
1: it was it was the monsters we met along the way.
3: You know they just, they just not too long ago. I mean I said not too long ago, it's probably like ten years ago. But they did a sequel with um with Elmo. Of yeah, course um, they did. That we have and look, I'm going to tell you this, guys. You know me. I'm not an Elmo lover. Some Elmo's best work. The book is good. It's
1: it's really it's fun.
3: <laughs> it's not as good
1: as the original, but no, that is mean, the original is a classic. But the it's the a worthy sequel... successor.
3: It's just funny because Grover's trying to stop it and and. It's now, not you, but it's Elmo who keeps turning the pages, yeah. and Grover is getting more and more angry at Elmo, which is pretty funny. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, ominous music, and then the first thing we hear is Phil saying, I can feel it coming in the air tonight, oh Lord. And I've been waiting for this moment for all of my life, oh Lord. Can you feel it coming in the air tonight? Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. So right off the bat,
0: this,
3: this is good, right? I can feel it yeah. coming in the air tonight. That's a sentiment that's been in a lot of songs, right? And Something's coming from
1: West Side Story.
3: Right. Mm-hmm. But in that case, that's a good thing, right? In theory. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I mean, spoiler alert for, for that movie as well. Um, they're both killed by Grover. So, <laughs> but poor Elmo. But it is. But there has been songs before about something is coming and it's bad and I'm scared, yeah. right? But that second line of "I've been waiting for this moment all of my mm-hmm. life." Immediately, you're like, "What's going on here?" Like this metaphorical story has got my attention because there is clearly more going on here. That meets the eye right off the bat.
1: Yeah, there's something so interesting about his eager anticipation of whatever's going to happen and how creepy the song starts.
0: Right. Right. Like, that just
1: does not mix. And uh, it's awesome.
0: A hundred percent, it feels like a a villain story. It feels like a villain story. I almost feel like he has... This is going to sound terrible. I almost feel like it's like in Reservoir Dogs where he just has somebody tied up in a in like a warehouse somewhere.
1: It's so funny messing with them. That you say that because I was listening to the song to prepare for the recording but listening to it 12 13 times because it's a great song uh, and that image flashed in my head. Really? I was totally thought about that, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's just the way that he he lays out these these lines. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, and it's, it's not sung aggressively, but it feels aggressive.
3: Well, it it feels aggressive. It's, it's almost the calmness that is more disturbing. Yes. Right. Like he seems so calm about it when he's clearly telling you that something terrible is coming.
2: Yeah. And and that
3: he's excited about it. And you have to, now the question is obviously Phil in this case is a, is, is a bad guy. Okay, but does the person who's going to get what's coming to them, do they deserve it? That's the question. The question is, Phil is like, yes, I've made myself a monster, Mm -hmm. but because I had to. Because the only way you can fight a monster is by becoming a monster. Right. Like Grover. Exactly.
0: Like Grover fighting (laughs) Elmo to the death.
3: (laughs) The parallels with this song are unbelievable. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Man, we got to have Grover on to discuss Monster at the end of this book and how it was influenced by In the Air tonight.
1: Right. You guys, if we could get Grover as a special
3: guest. That'd be great. That would be great. I mean, I'm just realizing now I really missed a chance to write a really good PhD dissertation, which was <laughs> comparing and contrasting the song in the air tonight with the book There's the Monster at the Endless. <laughs> book. yeah. I mean I, re- I think I really could have made something out of myself if I had yeah. come up with that earlier. Because I think so. it's I mean it's kinda all right there mm-hmm. if you think about it. But
1: if you listen to the song while you're reading the book <laughs> it's very like Wizard of
3: Oz Dark Side of the Moon. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. It matches up perfectly. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, it's that part where Grover's watching someone drowned. That really is... So. <laughs> so, okay. I do want to say mm-hmm.
1: the the tone of the song is also helped, not just by Phil Collins' performance of being kind of removed from the action and very calm about it, but it's it's also the... I guess the echo on the vocals Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. really helps. Like it it does create a distance, does create an eeriness. Everything about the production of the song is
3: perfect. Yeah. 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 Um, and the repeating of the, Oh Lord too. Right. Mm -hmm. Just sort of, again, that resigned of like, Oh Lord, I'm really going to do this. Whatever, whatever it is that's coming. This is really going to happen. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to either I'm going to do it or I'm going to stand by and let it happen. Mm-hmm. Either way, oh, Lord, I can't believe I'm about to do this.
1: And you can read the oh, Lord differently at the end of each line. Like, uh, I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Oh, Lord, there's there's almost like a, a fear and an anticipation of something coming in the air. I've been waiting for this moment for all my life. Oh, Lord. And there's an anticipation and a joy to that. And then like just asking the listener, can you feel it coming in the air tonight? Mm -hmm. There's so much going on with so little happening. Mm -hmm. It's fascinating. Agreed. Way to go, Phil.
3: Well, if you told me you were drowning, I would not lend a hand. That
1: seems harsh.
3: (laughs) 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 But you know what's one thing I never really thought about before? I always sort of imagined, even though I I knew the lyrics, I was sort of thinking he was saying, if I saw you drowning, Mm -hmm. I would not lend a hand. But that's not what he says. No. He says, if you told me you were drowning. I would not lend a hand. So I think in this case, even in this is a metaphor inside of a metaphor, because I don't think he literally means the person is drowned. They mean drowning like, you know, emotionally drowning, right? Because if you, you wouldn't just like, hey, by the way, Phil, I'm drowning. You'd be like, help, I'm drowning. Like you wouldn't need to like tell someone you were drowning. Well, it depends. Right? It could it be like be
1: quicksand where you have the time to. Yeah, that's I true. I guess so, maybe. But, to inform somebody else about, <laughs> about your situation.
3: But yeah, but he's saying, if, if you told me you were drowning, I would not lend a hand, okay? I mean, just, well, I was going to say, just off the bat, too, just, I mean, what a provocative, like, fourth line to a song. Right. <laughs> to be like, yeah. really casting yourself as the villain here, Phil, like, really, <laughs> you know, again, that's kind of, that's, that's, how do I put this? As a society, we're really kind of looked down on that sort of thing. Like, if someone's Johnny, <laughs> you should, like, try to help. Yeah, I'm not saying it's... you're, like, you're necessarily going to do it, but at the very least, like, if they're getting pulled along by rapids, you should at least be running beside them going, oh, my God, yeah. somebody help. Like, you're not grab really going to do anything.
0: Grab this oar, but you know but, that is not going to reach them. I'm
3: just saying, like, yeah, try to at least make, you know, make a gesture towards it, even if you're not really going to do anything. Yeah, just stand on the point. edge of the riverbed
1: and go, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. And that's it.
3: But just like as they're being pulled away towards Niagara Falls, I'll be like, I'm not gonna land a hand. I'm not, I'm not gonna do it. You're Sorry. on your own, buddy.
1: Yeah, yeah. This line, for some reason or another, I don't know why I I wasn't familiar with. I I I knew every other line in the really? song. But I just it's one of those lines every other line in the song is so strong and you're so aware of that this line just sort of like completely went over my head
0: are you serious because i feel like this is one of the most standout lines that people know of this song for reasons that we'll get into next uh you know probably uh in the next section but
1: yeah it's just one of those lines that for some reason i never really paid attention to and interesting doing the research for the song i was like oh okay all right phil but the funny thing about that is, even though I had never really paid attention to this particular line, that line verbatim is what I say every time I meet a new person.
0: Mm.
1: <laughs> yeah, first thing I say.
0: Well, it's amazing. It's on your business cards, which is yeah, weird.
1: It's, <laughs> well, you know what it does?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It kind of like thins the herd. It's like
3: yeah. the people who who like can get past that, we could right. be friends. Sure. Well, it says, if you, if you told me you were drowning, I would not lend a hand. Next line, Michael Gazelle, final, land, final line, coward, um, <laughs> is all it says. So, if you told me you were drowning, I would not lend a hand. I've seen your face before, my friend, but I don't know if you know who I am. Well, I was there, and I saw what you did, I saw it with my own two eyes. Kind of like what Michael was hinting at, What I was going to just say, was that it is fun to imagine this is somebody meeting someone at a party <laughs> and being like, don't, don't I know you? I've seen your face before. I don't know if you remember me. Anyway, if you were drowning, I wouldn't save you. So <laughs> it's nice to meet you. I was there. I saw what you did. I saw it with my own two eyes. So wipe off that grin. I know where you've been. It's all been a pack of lies.
0: So this ratchets up real quick.
3: <sighs> yeah.
0: it is This is intense. Is- so there, there is. He's out for justice. So this is where this is where it's like: is he a villain or is he looking for justice for something? I
3: mean, at the very least, he's some sort of like murderous vid- vigilante, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So he's he's in modern speak, he could, maybe he's an anti-hero, but he's still. I mean, this seems bad. It's harsh. Is all I'm
0: saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Wait, is nobody else picturing Batman and? In- joker meeting at a party i mean it could
3: be yeah. right
0: this was christopher um, nolan that part where it where they do uh the interrogation in, <laughs> in the batman yeah, movie yeah. between the joker and batman this actually he started off christopher nolan started off word for word by having uh yeah. christian Bale just sing in the air tonight
1: well yeah. i mean the wipe off that grin starts to make a little bit more sense That's true there you go it's really
0: true
3: that's Joker saying it's Batman, which is totally weird.
0: Yeah. Right, right.
4: Yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: Well, Batman says to Joker, I wouldn't save you if you were drowning. And, and even Joker's like, oh, come on, man. That's, I mean, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a psychopath. Even I wouldn't yeah, do that. That's on. messed up, man. You can just watch somebody drown. Jeez Louise. I mean, just thoughts on this. Well, like, this is, I mean, this, first of all, it's just so great. Like, I saw it with my own two, not, two eyes, right? And then he's like, you don't know who I am. Mm-hmm. You don't know who I am but I know who you are yeah, and I know what you did last summer, uh, no, <laughs> but I know what you did. So don't stand there with that grin on your face. You're glad, you're glad handing everybody. You're acting like you're some good person, but I know, mm-hmm. I know what you did.
0: So, I mean, I think that it obviously like we 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 can tear it apart as like, like surface what it looks like. But I think there is, I think what it's about is literally just like justice deferred. Or f- some finally getting comeuppance. Like the idea of I feel it coming in the air tonight and then with these lines is like it's finally going to happen. You're finally going to get what you deserve. It's been too long that you've been getting away with this, grinning like you're, like you're sc- getting away scot-free, but it's going to happen.
3: Well, agreed. And I think, like, Phil, whatever is coming or whatever he's going to do. Like, again, that that feeling of this is horrible, and Mm -hmm. I'm a horrible person for doing it, Mm -hmm. but it's also justified. And I want you to know
2: that
3: this is, that I know that you know that I know Mm -hmm. that this is happening. And I can feel it coming in the air tonight, oh Lord. Well, I've been waiting for this moment all my life, oh Lord. I can feel it coming in the air tonight, oh Lord. And I've been waiting for this moment for all my life. Oh, Lord. Should, this, should we talk about the urban legend at this point? Well, before we do that, there
1: are these slight changes in the chorus at this point where the first time he says it, he says, can you feel it coming in the air tonight? There's nobody else involved at this point. This is just him reflecting he feels it in the air. He's been waiting for this moment and he repeats that. So it's right at this point, it's more all about him and there's almost more of a joy to it this time mm-hmm. around. It's he less
0: ominous like and more... up. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Ugh, bone chilling. hmm mm-hmm. Prepping and himself. Like, getting getting <laughs> psyched up for whatever's <laughs> about to come.
0: Yeah. When do we, I mean, when do we talk about the urban legend? Do we do it in the second part? Do we do it now? What, what do you think? I think
1: now's a good time.
0: You think so? Yeah.
3: We're in the middle of the lyrics. So. I was on the field behind the school. The first time someone told me (laughs) that Phil Collins was standing on a bridge Mm -hmm. and he watched as somebody watched another person drown. So someone was drowning. This other person was standing on the shore. Phil Collins was like on a bridge like far away. So he couldn't get there. Right. But he saw the person do this. Watch another person drown. Yes. So then he found out who this person was like years goes by. I mean, this is probably probably like, this is like during Genesis, right? Um, He finds out who this guy is, invites him to his concert, writes this song, and then the first time he performs it in concert, puts a spotlight on this guy and sings this song directly to him. And then that guy goes home and kills himself. Now, like every urban legend, it ends one of three ways. Somebody kills themselves, somebody was pregnant, or that dog's actually a giant rat. Those are your three (laughs) (laughs) choices for an urban legend.
0: (laughs) This is the killer's off But there, yeah, that is, here's the thing. I I feel like that urban legend, it kept expanding. So I feel like it started as, and I've also heard it as Phil Collins just watched this person drown and was like, this is gonna make a good song. But but then it was Phil Collins watch this person. I'd
1: save you, but I really need a well, hit listen, single. Yeah.
3: I mean I think everyone I, listen, everyone heard I, a different I want a version. Solo everyone career, heard, but yeah. right, I was gonna say everyone <laughs> Everyone had a different version. Yes. You you think I gonna start Mike and the Mechanics? I don't think so. Okay? <laughs> Get in that river. But there is but, but 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 like but these are people to being like the most You know, literal interpretation of these lyrics possible, being like, I know what this song is about.
0: Yeah. And it's like, is he he close enough where he could do something? Was he far away? And then then you add the whole thing with him inviting this person to the (laughs) concert, which is like something I heard later on. It's like, this is just getting insane.
3: Right. I'm just imagining Phil being like, talking to the technician, be like, and then when the song starts, put a light on. Spotlight on nine B, and he, and the guy's like, we don't normally like light the audience. He's like, just do it, okay, Phil? Why? I don't have time to explain why. I just, I'm Phil Collins. Just trust me. Yeah. And then, like the light goes on. He's like, no, 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 no. That's C nine. No nine, nine B. not that's uh, that's C eleven. What are you doing? Oh my god. You got to be kidding me. This is
0: my one shot at this, Okay, man. all right, listen. All right, put all the lights Hold up. Hold on. Whoever watched Hold somebody on. drown, could you raise <laughs> your hand? We need to get a spot on you. Look, I'm just going to spit on you, okay?
3: Whoever it was, <laughs> yeah. just come up here so I can spit on you, all right? Well, just forget. It. I can't believe I wrote this whole song for nothing now. Jeez Louise. The
1: lighting the light- <laughs> designer was like, we're going to have to have like four more tech rehearsals yeah. for this one song.
0: Well, I was going to say, the lighting designer was like, you know what's so funny? Peter Gabriel just asked me to do the same thing last week. That is crazy.
3: Oh, (laughs) man. You don't want to know what Salisbury Hill is about.
1: He wants me to put a spotlight on a dog, but it's a giant rat. I don't
3: understand. I don't know. So I mean, but that's, I live in an urban legend, so it's always (laughs) one of those.
0: What are you going to do? It's, that's the problem when you're a lighting designer. <laughs> In, In an urban, an urban legend. legend. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh yeah. man! I heard the person invited to the concert was Elmo.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Gets who weirder. Is real, who is a real monster? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that is that. I think we I think we put the urban legend conversation right where it should be. Good. I'm glad. Because it, it is that that is you can't talk about the song without talking about the urban legend.
3: Well, and again, I think because this, obviously this is a symbolic story, so I think people don't know how to handle that, <laughs> so they yeah. need to like come up with some interpretation that makes sense, which again, would be very complicated and convoluted, but if anybody could do it, I believe Phil Collins could. I will say that. The man is a master showman. Did two shows during Live Aid, so what do you- I mean, I mean come who on. Who can say? In if he can countries. pull that off- I know, I'm saying, if he can pull that off- Who's to say he couldn't pull off a very elaborate (laughs) convincing someone to commit suicide during a concert? I mean, you know, it's possible. He could do it.
0: Yeah. And that was no urban legend. Yeah.
3: And it would also involve. Yeah, exactly. It would also involve the Concord somehow.
1: I don't want to ruin any surprises, but in the second segment of this show, we're going to have the lighting designer from that (laughs) concert tell his side of the story. Yeah. Yeah. That lighting designer is Grover.
0: <laughs> this is like an episode. Was like, of he was a waiter. <laughs> he
1: was
3: a construction worker. He was a superhero. Grover could do it all. He's a lighting designer. He's going to tell his side of the story, which was, "Yeah, he told me to put a light on there, and then I did." So, oh, it's not a good interview, but
0: we got to fill the space somehow. <laughs>
3: So then he says, "Well, I remember. I remember. Don't worry." Wait a minute. Wait,
1: wait. This isn't just yeah. "Well, I remember." This is like the the ultimate "Well, I remember"
3: in all of what music. Is, what is that sound? echoey sound?
0: It's not reverb. It's a little yeah, it's reverb. Almost like, it's but it's, I'm saying
3: it's almost like reverse reverb, right?
0: Yeah. It's, it's like
3: I remember. Like it sounds like a ghost who's like coming through a wall yeah. or something. He's like. Whoa.
1: Yeah. It's also I think it's like that, that layered vocal thing where it, it's maybe that's all it's you means, know, multiple yeah. tracks. It's definitely reverb, it's it's just a bunch of effects, but the the crescendo of it is so Oh my god. One amazing, two creepy, mm. it's so cool.
0: Very creepy.
3: Well, and I get I mean again from a metaphorical standpoint, right? Like he keeps talking about how he knows this guy. He remembers what happens. He saw like he's been haunted, obsessing. He's been yeah. haunted by this memory, right? And finally it's all coming out. Mm-hmm. He has sat with this with this knowledge for so long. And now he's finally acting on it. He's simultaneously horrified and giddy. At the same time that this is that this is about to happen, mm-hmm. whatever it is,
1: Dan, it's interesting that you said that he's been haunted by this, and there's like a ghostliness to his vocals in this. Could this be Phil haunting somebody else? Is this Ghost Phil? Is this what this person
3: did to Phil? Hmm. Mm. I mean, Michael, it sounds like you're writing an urban legend <laughs> right now. Yeah, let's do it. Like let's get this thing started like what if we like quickly looked at wikipedia and we were like guys did you know that phil collins died on this <laughs> very night 25 <laughs> years ago
0: <laughs> i mean but it could be there's no um there's nothing that says that they're like that he's he's speaking at the person right there's nothing mm-hmm. that says like you and i in this room right now together so he could be haunting him And just knowing that the uppance will come.
3: I mean, do you think he's actually talking to someone? Or is this like an interior? Like, is he standing across the room staring at this person? And it's just like interior monologue.
1: Where he's just plotting revenge? Well, that's that's kind of the thing. Like, if this was sort of a ghost story, which would fit very nicely into our expanded universe, but if this was a (laughs) ghost story he's having this one-sided conversation with this person. The person's not yeah. responding because he can't no. And you right. know, if, if you told me you were drowning, I would not lend a hand to be clear. I can't cause ghosts can't do that.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Or I thought he was going to say after that line, the guy was just stunned into silence. Like,
0: wow. Okay. <laughs> well,
3: <laughs> clearly Woo! we can't have a civil
0: conversation.
3: <laughs> You're gonna start I,
1: this conversation with that? All right.
3: I'm gonna be honest. I literally don't know what to say to that. So <laughs> I'm out. Uh, thanks, everybody. Anyway, Stephen, this has been a lovely. This has been a lovely party. I, you know, I don't know why you invited Phil, but hey, I'm not gonna tell you what to do. Um, <laughs> He's like, thanks for throwing me the surprise birthday party. <laughs> I gotta go. Hmm. Um. Yeah. All right. Well. Uh, so Phil weighed in with some of his stuff. So you guys want to want you guys want to do cake now or, or what are we gonna do?
0: Clearly, I'm not getting a gift from Phil, so I guess we'll go straight to cake.
2: <laughs>
1: it's this oh, guy's no, birthday just... party, and everyone's going around the, the room telling a funny story about him. <laughs> Phil's like, "Well, tell you what, if he was drowning, I would not lend a hand." Uh... He
0: just can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is about a surprise party. He can feel it coming in the air. Just the (laughs) excitement of a surprise party. Can you feel it? He's turning to everybody.
1: Phil's just like, what? I thought this was a roast. Like, that is not how you roast somebody, (laughs) Phil. Yeah, that's
0: not even.
3: He says, well, I remember. I remember, don't worry. How could I ever forget? It was the first time, the last time, we ever met. So. So they met once before. It was the one and only time they met, but also, mm-hmm. but also Phil says, I've seen your face, but I don't know who I am. So maybe they did meet face to face, but Phil doesn't expect this guy to remember who he is. He remembers because he saw mm-hmm. what he did and it's all been a pack of lies. But this other guy maybe would not remember, does not, yeah, he would says, not put any significance. I don't know if
0: you know
3: who I am. Right. That's true. Yeah. So he's, he does, he's just saying, I don't know if you remember.
0: Which, by the way, is pretty much how I always introduce myself because I never think people remember me. So I'm always like, I've seen mm-hmm. your face before. I don't know if you know who I am. Right. Which makes it great when I've seen people do dastardly things and I have to call them on it.
3: Okay. All right. I go the other way where I always say, I don't remember you. I'm sure you remember me because <laughs> I'm very memorable. <laughs> But I don't know who you are. <laughs> so and then there's, you know, the always the, I'm your wife, you know, the, <laughs> the
0: usual into... stuff. Yeah. Dad, but... I know. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just tuck me in and read me the story.
3: Sleep tight. And if you were drowning, I would not let down. Um...
0: <laughs> <laughs> and keep that name tag on because I keep forgetting who
2: you, you are. Cannot... <laughs> <laughs>
3: says hello my name is and you just write your name right in there um you have my business card right (laughs) it was the first time the last time we ever met but i know the reason why you kept your silence up no you don't fool me well the hurt doesn't show but the pain still grows it's no stranger to you and me
2: <laughs>
0: and then the best d- drum beat ever.
3: Mm. Oh, is there drums there? I just felt like doing that. Um, I mean, that build up to that, though. Yeah, there is like a like palpable tension mm-hmm. that is then exploded with the.
0: The interesting thing about that is those last lines, the hurt doesn't show, but the pain still grows. It's no stranger to you and me.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: So it's whatever happened affected both of them.
1: They're both hurting.
0: They're both hurting. And it's it's stayed with both of them. Or, you know, he's saying basically like, I am also hurt like you you must feel this pain you, something's eating you up inside because if it's affecting me this way it has to be affecting you
3: well i'm gonna give you another interpretation
0: i'd rather but... not but go on <laughs> well
3: i was gonna say i don't know if we want to i don't know if we want to wait on that until we've sort of used up so you guys have said everything you wanted to say right here i mean i got nuts.
0: i mean <laughs> here's I said another my, i said my piece
3: Here's another interpretation. I did not do the background or information on this one. Mm-hmm. That's Michael's job. But I do know that this song, at least as much as this song could be about anything, is about Phil Collins' divorce. Mm. Um, so could it be that when he's saying, I've seen your face before, but I don't know if you know who I am, and we, you know, it was the first time, last time we ever met, etc. Is that symbolic for you don't know the real me? Mm. You know what I mean?
0: Yep. Like,
3: you think you know me. Okay. But you don't really know me.
0: I'm I'm with you here. Hold on. Mm. Because Mm -hmm. then the first time, last time we ever met is when they showed their true colors to each other. And that was the breaking point of the relationship. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Like it. Yeah,
3: that whatever the moment, whatever that breaking point moment was, that was the first time and the last time. Yeah, the real versions of us
2: ever met.
0: Correct, correct. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I like that. I like that. It's weird vows. Weird <laughs> vows. But, you know, everybody has their own thing.
1: Would you, Phil, lend a hand
3: if this woman was drowning?
0: I would not. All I right, I not. guess give him the ring. Yeah, that's yeah. Fine, whatever. Let's just move on.
3: I now pronounce you man and wife in this really weird church. Uh, you may now, <laughs> I guess, try to drown the bride. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how
0: know. that's going to work.
3: Uh, throw in some quicksand, maybe. Is that a, Did we do that? Is that a thing we do? Um, all right. So, I mean, the rest of this is all great, but it's all repeated information. But it's also, um, but,
0: but, okay. We have to talk about the fact that this song is broken up so well. There are no drums before the most intense drum (laughs) solo ever. And then they just stay so intense.
3: Yeah, right. It's
0: so good. It's so good. If somebody ever said, you know, in the air tonight, kind of a so-so song. You should slap them across the face. Because they don't know what they're wow. talking about. Because the musical, the the instrumentation of this song is insane.
3: Right. If someone ever says to you, this is not a good song, you say, get in that river. Right now, <laughs> get in that river. Get in that river. I'll Are you sh- in the river? Wait, can you swim? Ah, oh, come on. You're just going <laughs> to swim? This whole time. I, fi- I mean, I don't have all day, but I guess I'll wait until you finally tire yourself out and start drowning. Yeah. But, oh, wait, what? You swim in college? Oh my god. This, uh, <laughs> why why can you just like in the air tonight? I don't
0: Hold I mean on. I don't have time for this. Why did I have to get into an argument with Michael <laughs> Phelps?
3: <laughs> oh my god. Guys, I got a real problem. A talking dolphin told me he didn't like this song. <laughs> and now I don't know what to do.
0: Don't know what to do.
3: You can swim forever. Talking dolphins, those are the best
1: swimmers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but this is but but this is the thing. The the anticipation is is up to just i mean the tension is taken to its breaking point so well there are so many times when you're like is this when the beat is going to come in is this when it's going to drop right. and it doesn't and it doesn't and it doesn't and then when it does it is just perfection
3: but i think also like you don't you don't know that's going to happen the first right. time Right, that comes out of nowhere,
0: but there are in little, a good way. But there are little. It comes out of nowhere, but there are little hints that. But but what I'm saying is there is sometimes an expectation of guitar, synth, drums, and if there's right. no drums there, a little bit you're like, well, they're going to come in at some point. And even like, even with the I remember, there's like a moment of is this when it's going to, like really, like get going because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it could be. a constant
1: buildup of tension
0: right it, you it could in the first half of this song if you kind of don't know not don't know what's going on or if it's not your kind of like rhythm you could be like okay this is kind of just sitting there it's kind of just like on the surface and and you know it's not really for lack of a better word going anywhere right, right? which it is not true at all but it could have that feel to it so that when that Those drums come in so strong that it really does shock you awake and change. And then from there on out, everything is different. The way he sings, the way that um, the the drumming, the calmness is gone. Like it it is a full on storm at that point.
1: Yeah, he puts emphasis on certain words. That's really cool. There's even that slight change in the lyric in the chorus at the end. The beginning of the song is, I can feel it coming in the air tonight. There's an anticipation. And then in the chorus, he changes it a couple of times. I can feel it in the air tonight.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, it's
1: here. It's happened. It's
0: here.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yep. If it's not happened, right, it's here now.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: yeah.
1: There's not something approaching. There's not something to anticipate. It's happening. It's the beginning of the surprise party.
0: Streamer cannons have gone off.
3: yeah exactly everyone's jumped out and said surprise the drum drum solo is is when the drum solo is is just those little popper
0: bottle things (laughs) (laughs) everybody just has them
3: (laughs) alright anything else on this song
0: I mean I just want to listen to it again
3: okay well we don't have time for that so (sighs) let's talk expanded universe what do we got
0: expanded
2: universe
3: I'm going to need your guys' help. I don't know quite how to make this fit, okay. but I mean, I think we got, I mean, we got to talk about patches, right? Oh. Patches in that river. <laughs> oh, God.
0: Oh, my God. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Who sang that song? Maybe he's ta- singing, he's talking to the singer of that song.
3: Uh, oh, my God. You think his song's about Dickie Lee? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I saw what you did. You didn't go to see Patches that night. He's like, listen, you want a song?
0: I wanted a song. Everybody got something out of this except for Patches. Poor
3: Patches. Listen, lighting director, Dickie Lee will be in this seat, okay? So the light comes on <laughs> right over him, okay? You know what I'm saying? You, what do you mean you don't know who Dickie Lee is? The song, you never know Patches? Oh, doesn't matter. I'll give you yeah, a Yeah, I
0: love that song, Patches. You're thinking of the other Patches, aren't you? <laughs> no, you're
3: you? thinking about the Clarence Carter one. That's a different yeah. song. Yep. We got two Patches. Two Patches okay, so, in this universe. So you want a light over the guy who ran a farm as a kid? No, difference. Ah, oh, forget it. <laughs> I'll just do it myself. pull pulla, pull, a, pull a. Um... <laughs>
1: Never mind. It's too important.
3: You know, it feels like maybe this guy is so vain that he there's something mm. coming in the air tonight, right? Okay. Like that guy the the you're so vain guy, whoever that guy is. He feels like he did something so bad oh, that yeah. it inspired someone to become a lifelong vigilante to just destroy <laughs> him. Right? This is what I think about your apricot scarf. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: I think there are a lot of things that could be in the air tonight. Like it could be this song could be sung by Dan Fogelberg, talking about just sort of stepping out of his car, being like, "I know it's snowing, but I feel like there's like rain in the air." Do you think the snow's going to turn to rain?
2: Mm-hmm. Could
1: yeah. it be the smoke from the house at Sunny set on fire? Mm. Or maybe it was the or smoke on the water. Smoke on the water.
3: Uh-huh. What's in the What's in what's the air? In Is the it this? is the snow that made frosty
1: yeah is, is this that a winter what's in wonderland the air tonight
3: <laughs> can he feel the horror of frosty coming to life <laughs> a thing that should not be a crime against nature can he feel that coming oh
1: man in the air tonight this is what he's saying during winter wonderland he's like anyway that snowman that's coming to life he's going to marry us <laughs> you know it's definitely yeah. in the air what mm-hmm. The music from DJ Love. So like let it play. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's there true. you go. That music's in the air.
0: Yeah. I mean I mean, Dan said it. I mean, it's definitely about a D I V O R C E. You know? Oh, okay.
3: That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true.
1: Yeah. I would like to think that this is the conversation between the Mariner and the Roustabout about whilst in oh. a whale. Oh,
0: that's good that's good that's good yeah 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 yeah
3: Yeah. i mean that's so good i almost don't want to talk about angie baby um, <laughs> <laughs> oh man but um yeah i think that's good anything else
0: yeah. i don't think I mean, it yeah, could be no. a
3: conversation between little
1: sister and andy yeah mm-hmm. that's true mm-hmm. i know we got a bunch of revenge songs
0: yeah, but the yeah. Mariner's Revenge, just two people just sitting in the belly of a whale, and one of them is like, <laughs> oh, this is happening now. I've been waiting, and he's been waiting for that moment all his life.
1: That's true. He really has. This is Mariner's Revenge.
3: This is Mariner's Revenge. Perfect. This is the conversation in the Mariner's matter- no, right, Revenge. We did. Perfect. We did. It's done. And it turns out that that
1: whale also swallowed a drum kit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly.
3: How, yeah, yeah. how
0: fortuitous. <laughs>
3: um. All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we come back, we're gonna talk about the history of this song with Story Behind the Story.
4: Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And, yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons,
3: All right, we're back. It's time for a story behind the story. How did this symbolic story come to be? Michael. Yes. There's something in the air, and that is the background information on the song in the air tonight.
1: <laughs> so that on, was Tell us. That was that was a that was a good one.
3: If that's a good one, we're in a lot of
2: trouble. <laughs> I don't want to
3: I don't want to see the bad ones. <laughs>
1: So, in the air tonight was the first single from Phil Collins' first solo album, Face Value. Whoa. The album was recorded between 1979 and 1980. At the time of the album's recording, Phil Collins was... I don't want to spoil anything for you guys, but he was the lead singer of Genesis. What? What? (laughs) And at the time, the band had just finished a nine-month tour in promotion of their album, and then there were three. The album title, by the way, was a reference to the fact that guitarist Steve Hackett had departed the band at the time.
0: Oh, (laughs) jeez. Awkward!
1: So they were a trio. So rather than calling themselves Trio, they said, and then there were three. After the tour, uh, Genesis members... Tony Banks and Mike Rutherford began working on solo projects so that gave Collins an opportunity to begin working on songs for his own solo project which would eventually become the Face Value album.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: On the album he experimented with a variety of sounds and was inspired by multiple genres of music and he wrote very personal songs and the personal nature of the songs on the album led to its iconic album cover. If you're not familiar with it, it is a very close-up black-and-white photo of his face with a handwritten album title, and he would continue to use that style for his subsequent studio albums. Fun fact, not the Tarzan album, though. (laughs)
0: Mm. That was just a close-up of Tarzan's face.
1: Yeah, with Tarzan's handwriting, and it's just completely misspelled.
0: (laughs) He's Tarzan. Just, you know, he doesn't know what he's doing. It's just like no. a handprint. Yeah. What are we calling this album? It's Tarzan. No, it's not. That's a handprint, buddy. Try again.
3: I, I raised by apes. All right.
0: Okay, like, forget it. This was a terrible idea.
3: Boy, that's the man. third
1: track on the album.
0: We gave him way too much creative control on this thing <laughs> for someone who literally just came out of the jungle after being raised by apes. Me want 15 on the back end. What are you saying?
3: (laughs) All right. Who gave Tarzan final cut? What is happening?
1: We got to look at this contract again. Oh, man. So Phil Collins' Face Value album was released on February 13th, 1981. In the U.S., it went to number seven on the Billboard 200, uh, where it sold over five million copies.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: It went to number one in the U.K. and Canada. And to number two in Australia and number four in New Zealand. The album's singles included In the Air Tonight, I Missed Again, and If Leaving Me Is Easy. The song we're here to talk about yeah. mm-hmm. is If Leaving Me Was Easy. Okay, sure. Good. No, that's not true. That's That's not true. in the air tonight. Yeah, that's, that's for people who fast forward. <laughs> that was a joke for people who fast forwarded the first part of this episode. <laughs> uh, we're talking about In the Air Tonight. And let me just say, you absolute
3: freak.
0: <laughs> you I don't want the yuck-yucks. You just... deranged lunatic.
3: <laughs> we know there's kind of at least one of you out there. And I just want to say something. You make me sick. Okay?
0: What is wrong with you? Who hurt you?
3: <laughs> and who have you hurt? Besides besides us.
0: <laughs> oh man.
1: So um In the Air Tonight was released as the album's first single on January 9th, 1981. In the US, on the Billboard Hot 100, it reached number 19, and the Billboard Mainstream Rock Chart, number 2. In Canada, it reached number 2, in Australia, number 3, New Zealand, number 6, and in the UK, number 2.
0: Can't Mm. hit that number 1 anywhere.
1: Well, here's why. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: In the UK... The song was kept from the number one spot by Woman, by John Lennon, who died weeks earlier.
0: Ooh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Woman was released three days after In the Air Tonight on January 12th, I think,
0: 1981. Tough break, Philly. Tough
1: yeah. break. I mean, I don't know. Five times platinum in the US. Well, he you know, <laughs> got, like,
0: number
3: two. Like, yeah. it's
1: not like... Oh, man. And they oh, decided man. not to release the song. Like, no, he's doing fine. So what is this song about? Good question. The answer is, at one point around the time that the song was written, from a distance, Phil Collins observed somebody watching yeah. another person drown and not doing anything about it to help. So he invited that person to a concert to publicly shame them with spotlights mm-hmm. and song.
0: Yeah. What? Wait a minute.
1: JK, you guys. JK. JK. <laughs> So as we mentioned,
3: <laughs> now I'm just imagining the Wikipedia written by like a nine-year-old in <laughs> 1992. Well, so, okay. Citation. Uh, my friend's brother's uh,
2: girlfriend who lives in
3: Canada told him that this happened. He's like, all right, it's good enough for me. Whatever you say. <laughs> wow. There's a lot of uh, Wikipedia entries about codes that can give you naked people in video games. That's crazy. <laughs> I had no idea there were so many.
1: Um, So, as we mentioned earlier, between March and December of 1978, Genesis went on the and then there were three world tour. Collins told Rolling Stone that his wife asked him not to go on the tour. Quote, She said to me, We won't be together if you do the next tour. I said, I'm a musician. I have to go away and play. Just hold your breath when I'm over there. Then Genesis toured japan when i got back she said she was leaving and taking the kids so
0: yeah not a bluff
1: yeah so he was gone for most of the year and uh, when he got back she was like wasn't kidding so that's what was going on in his life at the time He said that he didn't actually intend to write the song. He was working, this is after the divorce, he was working on demos in his home studio and learning to use a synthesizer and a drum machine and was just sort of like playing around with the instruments and Mm -hmm. came up with this music. And the song, he said, was inspired by the mood that was set by the drum machine heard in the beginning of the song. So Phil Collins, as you may or may not know, is Uh famously a drummer. So why did he use a drum machine in a classic album's he's, documentary? He's,
3: can I get can I guess? Mm-hmm. Uh he's lazy. <laughs>
0: yes. Uh he's been lying his whole life. <laughs> and he's not actually a drummer. He's never drum he's never been able to drum a day mm-hmm. in his life.
1: Yeah, he was like drum machines this is wave of the future. Never have <laughs> every to every drum again. Have,
3: every time I got stage he just puts a little like uh, tape recorder on the on the
0: under, you know, <laughs> the at snare. his feet,
3: turns it on, and he just like randomly like air drums <sighs> to nothing. <laughs> I'm a millionaire. Now, why did, he, why did he use a drum machine? So in
1: a classic albums documentary, he said, quote, when you hear that, meaning the drum machine in the song, you couldn't possibly replace them with real drums. It's the atmosphere. It's relentless. It doesn't move. A drummer would get bored playing anything like this. It would ruin the sort of relentlessness of it. And I think that's a really interesting way to think about it it is kind of repetitive and relentless and imposing and it doesn't stop that yeah drum sound
0: yeah and it's 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 consistent in a way that a human drummer could not be uh you know right so mechanically yeah you know in such a mechanical way
1: yeah and and it's sort of like what we were talking about in the first part of the episode How almost emotionally removed his vocals are, uh, that that lend itself to the overall creepiness of the song. The drum machine doesn't feel. That's what we're saying.
0: Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's true, and it it
3: does, and even you know, with the perfection, but it has a certain sound to it. Right. It just can't be replicated with real drums because it's like a live person. There's like a again, there's a coldness that you can feel to it, even if you don't know why.
1: Yeah. After the drum machine, he recorded the keyboard part. He said he started with with a D minor chord, which he describes as the saddest chord of all.
0: Oh, oh. Aw. <laughs> I remember that on Sesame Street. D minor, <laughs> the saddest chord of all. Then he's up on a hill, right? And then he finds... That was the lowercase n. Oh, man, I always get them confused.
1: Yep. Yeah. So... He liked the mood and the sound created by the chords and the drum machine, so he told classic albums, he turned the microphone on and started singing. He said, quote, the lyrics you hear were what I wrote spontaneously, with the feeling of that music at that time. In 2005, he told Mix, quote, the lyrics you hear for In the Air Tonight, I just sang. I opened my mouth and they came out, I never wrote anything down, and then afterward, I listened to it and wrote them down. So. what?
0: How dare he!
1: So you know how annoyed we get when people like write a song in a weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This was literally like yeah, this just popped into my head and I recorded it and now it's Total- a song.
0: Oh my god! Totally improvised.
1: Completely improvised. Like god did bless. not write them down until he listened back
3: to the track. That's, That's pretty incredible.
0: Cool. That's incredible.
3: He's like, actually, I was watching TV. I wasn't really even paying attention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I just kind of did it mindlessly. Um. So yeah, I didn't even know what I had until I listened back to it. And I was like, "Oh, I wrote a song."
0: <laughs> Look at oh, this. That's fun. I thought uh, I was just me... rattling off my grocery list, but
3: <laughs> turns
0: out I have a hit song on my hand.
3: Oh man! You know when you are just like driving in the car and you're like, you're not really thinking, and then you get there and you're like, I don't even remember how I got here. And also, I wrote a hit song. <laughs> yep, that happens. Yep. Oh, oh, there's a <laughs> there's some uh, uh some some music notation next to me. Oh, it's a hit song. I wrote it while well, I was uh. I was <laughs>
1: it's my beach house
0: because of the money he made on this song house. no i understand okay I
1: understand.
0: I understand oh man
3: i thought maybe it was the band beach house but that's another let's not go down this road yep they're all in the car we got a long way to go
1: <laughs> lyrically he said the songs were written written based on what he was going through emotionally at the time he told rolling stone quote i'm not quite sure what the song is about but there's a lot of anger a lot of despair and a lot of frustration
2: Mm
1: -hmm. in in the air tonight in the classic albums documentary he said quote obviously when you're going through a divorce there's all kinds of things going through your mind there's anger there's bitterness there's hurt menace finally losing your temper at the end when the drums come in
0: yes yes (laughs) so he's trying that's it yeah he's trying to keep it together And he's like, and it's just bubbling up to a point where he can't hold it in anymore.
1: Yeah. And then he's like, the song needs a drum solo. Yeah. Also, I'm angry. So.
0: Yeah. So the two things went together quite well. (laughs) Yeah. I can only express myself in drum solo.
1: (laughs) Take that drum machine. So the song was released in 1981. So the music video got a lot of airplay on the new MTV network which is a network that at one time played music.
0: Yep. Mm.
1: The video is also pretty creepy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Much of it is a almost live action version of the album cover, uh, which is the black and white close up of Phil Collins face. But it's not the still picture. Obviously, it's him singing the song, which is very creepy. And then there are other scenes that almost seem unnecessary. It's like it's right. It's 1981 music video. Yes. Stuff. Yeah. It's
0: still early. Yeah. There's a lot of like, there was, there's a lot of 19, early 1980s video situations where like there's a bright light, mm-hmm. which is big. There's the thing where, um, you're sitting down, but then like your ghostly self stands up. There's that. Yeah. And the, and like you said, the person there's like, there's like this guy like looking in at him, the moon, the moon was huge in eighties. <laughs> Um, music videos. They, they couldn't get the enough moon. of it. They couldn't get enough of the moon.
3: Well, they would only just discovered it. Yeah, it was That's brand right. new. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was first. It was first discovered in seventy three. Before then, yeah. we had no idea.
0: They're like, you guys, not turned, cheese, not yeah, cheese.
3: Out, weirdly, for a millennium, it was behind a cloud. We had no idea. It was <laughs> there.
1: Dark side what? of the moon. Oh yeah. Other moon. Uh huh. Songs a lot of moon and stuff. stuff.
0: Yep. Paper moon.
1: Mm hmm. So it's, there's a lot of that. He's in a room, there's a window, he's in a hallway with a lot of doors, and then the drum solo, there's like 1981 music video effects, and
0: uh-huh.
1: it's, it's, it's almost, it seems like if it was released later, there might have been fewer scenes and fewer effects. Like, you could do that song and be super creepy with it mm-hmm. just being a close-up of him.
0: Oh, yeah, that's that's really the only thing I remembered until I watched it again. Um, I only remembered him singing. Uh, I, I didn't really remember the doors, the hallway with the doors, which, yes, was unnecessary.
1: Yeah. But it was an early 80s music video. Yeah. But that being said, it's also pretty cinematic for an early 80s music video. This is mm-hmm. pre-thriller. This is, you know, this is
3: the I mean, very beginning. I mean, I tech, I don't I mean I don't think MTV had even started in 81. I think it's I think that's like 82 83. So this is even like pre, you know, this is for like hip clips or whatever. Yeah. Just, they don't even necessarily have a place to sell this.
1: Well, it would play it would play in like record stores. On tiny
3: TVs. I mean there were there were video there were music video shows before MTV. Yeah,
0: like weekly. That's
3: that's how like they knew it would work. But I think um,
0: MTV came out in 81.
3: Yeah, August. Okay. August yeah. of eighty one. Oh, it's eighty one. Okay. Yeah, but I mean it's still, it's like, you know, it's right there.
1: It right. is the very beginning.
3: The very, very beginning, yeah.
1: Huh. That being said, the video still received a Grammy nomination for Best Short Form Video. The song seems to use what might be like the single version of the track in in the music video Mm -hmm. so that sounds like it has an additional drum track in the mix in the beginning of the song so it's not just that repetitive drum machine there seems to be like a little bit more percussion which in a weird way to me at least tell me what you guys think makes it a little bit less eerie
0: agreed agreed I I do not like it as much it doesn't need it Yeah, it is. It was completely unnecessary to add that drum part to it. And you're right. It takes away from the tension.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think it does. And I I don't know if it makes it sound a little bit more commercial or radio friendly Mm -hmm. or if the video is creepy enough that taking a creepy element out of the audio makes it like if it if it was the album version and the video, would it just be entirely too disturbing for television? <laughs> Who knows?
0: They they did that originally, and then it was like Werner Werner Herzog in uh, Grizzly Man. You must promise me you'll never watch this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we talked a lot about the production of the song, but interestingly. Phil Collins performed this song live in 1985 at both Live Aid shows, both in London and Philadelphia, and it was Mm -hmm. just him and a piano. And the song is equally haunting. Mm. Um, As amazing as the production is and as much as that adds to the song, just playing at a piano, lyrically, the song is beautifully haunting. Mm. So, And for those who don't know, on July 13th, 1985, there were two simultaneous Live Aid concerts, one at Wembley Stadium in London and one at John F. Kennedy Stadium in Philadelphia. After Collins' London performance, he took a helicopter to Heathrow, took the Concord to New York, and then a helicopter to Philadelphia and was able to do both shows on the same day, which is something I cannot wrap my head around. He's a madman. But- I looked it up. The uh, the flight from London to New York on the Concorde is just under three hours. Oh yeah. So I'm I'm gonna say this. That's too fast. <laughs> <laughs> well, they agree with you, Michael, because yeah. they got rid of the Concorde. Yeah, they were like it's anymore. too much. Like you should you shouldn't be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 too that no. That
0: is insanity.
1: I don't like that. That
0: was that. the '80s. I mean that. I mean it was. That's that was insanity. That Concorde.
1: Like that, I, I don't like that. I, it, it could take, <laughs> it could take three hours to travel through Manhattan. You know, Michael, like right. on Michael, the subway. Yeah, Michael. Yeah,
3: the Concorde can't hurt you anymore. It doesn't <laughs> exist. Just the thought of it is so weird. Michael, you're Michael. You're safe. You're safe now. <laughs> the Concorde
1: is gone. Phil Collins took a rocket ship. You can, there from are concert no, to concert
3: Michael there are no there are no longer planes that go too fast alright we're, we're done with that now
0: planes go just right buddy so, okay so, good
3: society has moved past the need for a Concorde
0: which okay. is weird
3: I know why well, I, I agree with I think everyone would agree with Michael they were just like you know what I didn't want to be here this fast I wanted <laughs> to take more time how are you even going to watch a movie during that flight <laughs> that's what I'm saying
0: <laughs> there was no time for peanuts
3: no. I I mean, I actually, we're joking, but I told you guys one time for work, I had to take a flight to Boston from New York and I was legitimately annoyed that I, cause like <laughs> yeah. you go up, it takes you 20 minutes to get up to like, you know, flight height or whatever, whatever they call it, cruising altitude. That's I like flight, flight height. height. I said <laughs> flight <laughs> height, cruising altitude, I was for. But it takes you 20 minutes to get uh, there. Excuse
0: me, what's our flight height?
3: We were We were literally like flying at cruising altitude for 15 minutes and then we started descending to yeah. boston i was like i didn't even have time to read to like start my book guys <laughs> this is like literally annoying yeah, can you like, spent can we three hours hover? at the
0: airport i know and then you just jump over
3: it unquestionably took me longer to get to the airport and through security and onto the plane than it took to fly <laughs> from new york to boston so anyway well yeah he also
1: and i don't know what like helicopter speeds are but He flew from New York to Philadelphia to do the concert. Like, just take the train. It's the difference between an hour and an hour and 15 minutes. Right, exactly. And you get to sort of, like, relax on the train. Get to see the countryside. (laughs)
0: Take a nap.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's great.
3: Gives you 15 extra
1: minutes to read your book. Interesting story. Mm -hmm. While he was on the Concorde going from London to New York,
3: do you know who he saw? Uh, no, this other, was on the plane. Are the plane. rich
0: people who want to go fast?
3: Sure, uh, gremlin on the wing. No, I
0: don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's <laughs>
1: that's on every plane. He saw Cher. Oh. oh, where was Cher going? She was on the ground. He waved to her from the window. <laughs>
0: uh, <no. laughs>
1: where Sharon was she going? going?
0: Fast? <laughs> yeah,
1: where was she going? I to New, New York. York it only goes well, I know. one place. It's I not know, I know, it's a plane.
2: Well, I know. <laughs> was so she getting off was halfway. <laughs> Jump
1: it out halfway. <laughs> Can you guys let me out here? Little known fact about Cher, expert parachuter. <laughs> she, she was going from London to New York with literally uh, everybody off, else off. on the flight. <laughs> Sorry. I thought there was gonna be more to this story. There, there is Cher. He said hi. He didn't see her from okay, a distance. It wasn't. Enough. He wasn't watching someone watch someone drown. Ugh. So, no, he saw. <laughs> Here's the story. He told the Guardian, quote, I'd never met her before. So I went over to say hello and she asked what was going on. I told her about Live Aid and she asked whether I could get her on. I told her, just turn up. Cher went to Philadelphia, was in the finale and performed We Are the World with a large oh. group of people.
0: That's great. What a weird thing to be Cher and be like, hey, Phil Collins, can you get me on Live Aid? Right. Phil Collins is probably like, yeah, you're Cher. I think (laughs) it'll be okay.
3: I could sneak you in.
0: Yeah. Just pop on over and then just proclaim I'm Cher. Let me on stage.
3: Cher was not in the original We Are the World,
1: right? I don't think so. I think that was just Dan Aykroyd.
3: I
0: was
1: uh, (laughs)
3: ah, you damn, he stole my chest. Oh, I'm sorry damn it
0: go ahead do it again do it clean here you go yeah. no it's fine
3: fu- i was no, I was, <laughs> no i'm sorry uh, i was just gonna say she must have bumped that that's all
2: for anyone
3: who doesn't know if you watch the video for we are the world inexplicably in the chorus is Dan akroyd just appears he's there for 10 seconds there's no reason why it's awesome <laughs> He is not a professional singer. I know he was in the Blues Brothers. Still does not belong there. <laughs> it's so weird.
1: He was a professional
3: Ghostbuster. <laughs> oh, is, he, is that what it Maybe they were just ghosts in the, in the studio. And it might have been. To <laughs> they were them. like, hey, come on over. <laughs> oh, man.
1: The studio manager was like, $5,000. I won't pay it. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very specific line yeah. from that movie.
3: Well, we could just put it back. That's all right. No, no, no.
1: The people on, on stage at Live Aid doing We Are The World were not the people who did the record. It was like everybody. It was a billion people. Right. Yeah. And a lot um, of people had lyric sheets. Yeah,
3: it's like, well,
1: this song has been playing constantly. This is 1985. Sure. How do you not know this? Right. I mean, and you know. Then don't volunteer for the solo. But whatever. It was great. It was cool to see.
3: True. Sure.
1: I watched it literally just before I hadn't seen it before. So we discussed the urban legend of the song and that legend persists mm-hmm. to this day. In fact, this will be the second time we talk about this song on this show. In Eminem's song, Stan, he hmm. references both In the Air Tonight and the urban legend about it. Hmm. Does he? Yes, the lyrics say, you know the song by Phil Collins, In the Air of the Night, he calls it In the Air of the Night, like it's in the yeah, heat yeah. of the night, it's in the air tonight.
3: Uh-huh.
1: About that guy who could have saved that other guy from drowning, but didn't, then Phil saw it all, then at a show, he found him. <laughs> Those are the lyrics from the song, I did not do it justice. No, it's but, great. Yeah, he, he does love- reference In the Air Tonight' or In the Air of the Night, in the heat of the night.
0: <laughs> in stan all of them
1: yes so that's our expanded universe this is this is yeah. also a, a dido song
3: oh, damn i wish i had right <clears throat> i didn't know that it's funny i remember i heard stan a million times too i don't remember that part but
0: well, there's a lot of stuff going on in stan yeah oh, yeah, sir. yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just a relaxed little number so ultimately what is this song about Phil Collins told Rolling Stone, quote, nobody knows what the song is about. And I kind of like the mystery.
0: Mm. Whoa.
1: And you know what, Phil? So do we.
0: It's true.
1: Yeah. But all it's right. really That's about amazing. that time that you saw that guy watching someone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we know for real. You, OK, yeah, it's you're not sure what it's about. Wink, wink. We got you, Phil. We got you.
1: We were all at that concert where you had them turn yep. around the spotlights. Yep. And you were like, hey, you, this song's for yep. you.
0: Yep. My dad was that lighting guy.
3: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, thank you very much for that, Michael. Uh, we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about the lesson we learned from this song with Lessons Learned. All right, we're back. It's time for Lessons Learned. We'll what lesson we learn from this song. Michael, let's start with you. What lessons lesson you learned from In the Air Tonight.
1: I learned when you're in a management position, you have to make hard choices. And sometimes you make the right choice. Sometimes you make the wrong choice. And I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, when I'm not doing this podcast, I manage a small local public swimming pool. Mm-hmm. And I had to make the decision of hiring Phil Collins as a lifeguard. And I should not have done that. <laughs> I thought it would be an easy decision. I didn't yeah. think it would be like one of the hard decisions like, should we have bagels once a month? Should we have casual Fridays? The answer is no to both. But I made the decision to hire Phil Collins as a lifeguard. That did not turn out well. Not only does he not save people who are drowning, and not only does he just watch people drown, he watches people watch people drown, which is actually <laughs> almost worse. It is worse. It is oh
0: man!
1: Now I got to have an uncomfortable conversation. Be like, Phil, you're not doing your best work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You watch one more person watching one person drown. I'm gonna seriously have to think about putting yeah. you on some sort of warning.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Phil, you, you get 17 more chances. Yeah. And if you don't shape up, you're out of here. Yeah. Right. So Or
1: we'll we'll have another conversation. I don't I don't like to fire mm-hmm.
3: people. Yeah. yeah well, well, we'll talk about it. But yeah. You know. Anyway, help me dump this body real quick. Um, (laughs) Well going along with that Speaking of that What I learned from this song Is if you see someone drowning Right At Michael's pool Mm -hmm. uh, That he manages In a river In the ocean Morality is gonna tell you That you should save that person Right That's what society Wants you to do (laughs) Okay, and maybe even you agree, but I'm going to say this, you don't save that person from drowning, and there is a possibility, slight, admittedly, but a possibility that superstar Phil Collins will write a song about you. That's all Mm -hmm. I'm saying. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. That's all I'm
3: saying. So just think about it. Just think about it. Okay? (laughs) Let me throw this out there. You watch someone drown. Let me throw this out there, though. In the air tonight too. Still coming. Just think about that for a second, right? <laughs> yep. Sequel, it's a huge thing. Uh, let's let's get this done. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. What's so. more
1: important? Another person's life or a real jam?
3: Exactly. Right. That's what I'm right. saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rachel, what'd you learn?
0: Well, it's so funny that you guys say that because I, <laughs> as you know, uh, in my spare time, I write books about how to be a better manager and I have a a whole line of books on tape about Mm -hmm, negotiations mm -hmm. and I use literally line by line I use this song as a way to get ahead in negotiations you want to have (laughs) you want to have the upper hand so you start with a firm handshake and you say if you told me you were drowning I would not let a hand And then you let them know that you will never forget what they've done and that you know the reason why they've kept their silence up. Mm -hmm. They won't fool you. And by the time the drum solo comes in, I'm telling you, you're going to get what you want. Anyway, I'm going to be at the Hilton in Paramus (laughs) for my week long seminar. So come on out. It's called In the Air Tonight in the Boardroom. Getting what you want (laughs) through Phil Collins lyrics.
1: I mean, if you say that in a job interview, you're getting that job.
0: Yes. Yeah, that's right.
1: I think it also helps if you as you shake their hand, if you whisper it.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, I say that all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to whisper these things
1: whisper that you would not lend a hand if they were drowning
0: well what you do is you whisper the entire first half of the song and then you really (laughs) loudly do the drum solo in their ear and it really throws them off their guard
3: four and a half minute long handshake (laughs) so we're thinking six percent well you can wipe off that grin because i know where you've been Mm -hmm. and it's all been a pack of lies all right hold give me one second Alright, we'll go to nine percent. We're gonna do nine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Eleven. Eleven! Eleven! <laughs> Eleven and a half. That's my final number. Oh. Man, what happened? You got screwing that dude. I he, he, he Collinsed collins to me. I mean well, you can't come back from that. You can't. What do you want me to do? You can't come back from that.
1: I've seen your face before uh, and I'd be more comfortable
3: with this number. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. This is just a picture of someone drowning. Okay. Um <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys you know what it means that's
1: so a, much for listening. that's a negotiation with tarzan he just draws this, pictures
3: it's <laughs> been story song podcast um if you can follow us on the socials like instagram twitter and facebook we would appreciate it and if you can leave us a five star review on apple Podcasts or wherever your podcast that would be awesome and we will read it on the show come back next episode when we talk about another great story song i'm dan mcinerney i'm rachel oaks and i'm michael gazelle We'll talk to you guys then. Thanks for listening and goodbye. Bye.
0: Bye.
3: Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. Find him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. Be sure to like us on Facebook,
1: follow us on Twitter at Story underscore song, and on Instagram at Story song Podcast.
0: And don't forget to leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. The Story Song Podcast is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Go to PantheonPodcasts.com. Thanks for listening. It's the Story song Podcast.
3: Got it in!
2: Bam! Oh
0: Wait, how, so many, how many minutes do we have left?
3: We have like we have all 30 minutes. seconds.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. us call us a
3: bow to end. Everyone hit stop.
4: <laughs> it's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football